When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. The Steelers starting a little bit of a streak on the field labs. Our quarterback question streak is going to be intact again for what seems like the 50th straight week in a row. We're all about the streaks here on Asked and Answered. Um, has anyone uh, notified the uh, family of Joe DiMaggio and uh, reminded them that uh, that 56 in a row could be in danger? Yeah, a lot of sweaty palms in the DiMaggio family right now uh, as, <laughs> as they worry and wait with bated breath. <laughs> Tons of questions to get into today on this edition of Asked and Answered. Let's get started with our first one from Gio Calabro from Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. I was only three years old when... In 1970, when Terry Bradshaw was drafted, and while I've read much about his difficult first couple of seasons with the team, I don't know anything about his college career. Can you summarize what made him a first overall pick in 1970? Was he a Heisman candidate? Did Louisiana Tech compete for a national championship, etc.? No, Terry Bradshaw was not a Heisman candidate, and Louisiana Tech most definitely did not compete for a national championship, but here are some details uh, of Bradshaw's college career. Uh, as as uh, was mentioned in the question, Bradshaw was the number one overall pick in 1970. So his final two college seasons were 1968 and 69. And in those years with Bradshaw as the starting quarterback, Louisiana Tech finished 9-2 and two in 68 and 8-2 and two in 1969. And was uh, as a result was invited to the first two bowl games in program history. Uh, 68 Bradshaw led the NCAA with 2,890 passing yards. Um, you know, just a little sideline. Look at that number and think about how that compares to the pass happy yeah. way the sport is played now. Uh, and then uh, Bradshaw also led uh, Louisiana Tech to a 33 to 13 win over Akron in the Rice Bowl. 1969, he passed for 2,314 yards and was voted first-team Little All-American. Um, uh, first college career, Bradshaw completed uh, 52.5%, which again is a number that wouldn't really stand the test of time nowadays, for 4,459 yards, 39 touchdowns, and 42 interceptions. That touchdown-to-interception ratio uh, would pale as well. <laughs> um, you know, based on accounts from the time, uh, it really wasn't difficult to figure out that a guy who was as big and strong as Bradshaw was 
uh, who had the arm strength and the toughness that he had, and he could run and throw like he could, was the top quarterback prospect in that draft class. You know, as the scouts say nowadays, he passed the eye test. Honestly, hearing about the numbers that he put up in college, it's even more impressive. And hats off again to the scouting department for drafting him and seeing, you know, the forest through the trees there. You know, statistics weren't everything when it came to Terry. No. Well, and then, you know, his his history, you know, even in the NFL, um, you know, Bradshaw, first first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, give him his due, four known Super Bowls, all of that stuff. But, I mean, he had a problem with interceptions throughout his mm-hmm. career. He was never one of those guys who – you know, would throw two or three interceptions in a season like we see some of the top quarterbacks do these days. Juanita Reeves from Columbia, South Carolina asks, I will be in Pittsburgh in June 2023. My daughter and I attended the 2022 Hall of Honor weekend, and I want to take my nephews and niece to the Hall of Honor Museum. How and when do we make reservations? Um, As of now, uh, fans are able to make reservations through January 2023. Um, but then reservations only will be able to be made three months at a time for 2023. Um, you know, it's just, it's not a, uh, it's, it's not a situation where, you know, you can schedule this years in advance. They're, <laughs> it, they're trying to keep it reasonable so that, you know, there are a less likely, um, uh, numbers of cancellations, you know, because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want people who are, might be coming in to town for a limited time thinking that it's sold out or being told that it's sold out. And then there are last minute, you know, cancellations and it's not sold out. So anyway, that's why when it's this far in advance, it's or from one calendar year to the next, um, they're, they're doing it like this. So, uh, Juanita, you can make reservations um, probably for your June visit. Uh, I would check the website around the end of February. Uh, start checking it then to see when you know the the reservations go as far as June uh, for your visit. And you know to check for those reservations or to make them, you know you go to Steelers.com uh, across the top nav bar. You'll see a link for the Hall of Honor Museum. You click on that link. That brings you to the Hall of Honor Museum page. Scroll down a little bit, and you'll see a big box where it says Book a Tour. Click on that, and then it takes you to a page where uh, you'll be able to see what's available. You know, just follow the directions. It's, you know, it's very user-friendly. Even I can do it. And um, you'll be able to reserve your spot as soon as the June dates open up. Yeah, and anybody out there who was thinking about getting to that museum, do it. It is definitely worth your time. Ed Campbell from Conway, South Carolina. Please explain when half the distance to the goal or the full yardage is marked off after a penalty. Okay. Um, It's different uh, depending on uh, the amount of yardage assessed for the penalty. So for 15-yard penalties... Half the distance to the goal line is for is enforced when the line of scrimmage is inside the thirty, uh, because you know you don't want a situation where if it's um, first and ten for the offense on the nineteen yard line and there's a fifteen yard penalty against the offense, you don't want to move them all the way back to the four. Or the other way, if it's first and ten uh, on the other team's nineteen. 
and it's a 15-yard penalty. You don't want to give the offense the um, advantage of moving the ball 15 full yards to the four. So that's for 15-yard penalties, half the distance if the line of scrimmage was inside the 30. If the penalties are 10 yards, then half the distance to the goal line is enforced when the line of scrimmage is inside the 20. And for 5-yard penalties, half the distance to the goal line is enforced when the line of scrimmage is inside the 10. Robert Sandusky from Washington, Pennsylvania. Upon looking at the box score from the Steelers' victory over New Orleans, I noticed that Benny Snell Jr. was credited with two total tackles for the defense. I'm assuming these were special teams tackles. Have players always been credited with defensive tackles for stops on special teams? Um, You know, Robert, I don't know uh, where you found the box score that you're referring to, what website, but I can tell you that the National Football League game summary, uh, which is the one that I use, distinguishes between tackles made on defense, tackles made on special teams, and then they also have a category for miscellaneous tackles, which cover things such as a tackle made after a an interception or a fumble return or those kinds of things. So what I can tell you is um, on the NFL version from the Steelers-Saints game, uh, Benny Snell Jr. was credited with two special teams tackles. Charles Kirshner from Merle's Inlet, South Carolina. Understanding that the Steelers hired Chuck Knoll, what other organizational changes took place in the late 1960s to catapult the franchise from a perennial loser to a multiple-time Super Bowl champion? Okay, um, Charles, by the time the Steelers had hired Chuck Knoll in January 1969, uh, Dan Rooney already had assumed uh, what we would call today as a general manager's role for the Steelers. Uh, Bill Nunn had been hired in the scouting department. Art Rooney Jr. had been put in charge of the scouting department. Um, And, you know, with the interviews that resulted in the hiring of uh, Chuck Knoll and Bill Nunn, there wasn't much of an interview with Bill Nunn. Uh, (laughs) There was just Dan Rooney said, you want a job? And Bill Nunn said, okay. And that was the end of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the, the franchise already had made an internal commitment uh, to building its team through the draft. So all of those elements were in place. You know, the commitment um, and Nunn and Art Rooney Jr. And then uh, the addition of Chuck Knoll, you know, as they say on Shark Tank, it's like throwing gasoline on the fire. Um, Knoll came in, um, you know, he was all, all on board with uh, the philosophy uh, immediately got along with the, the people that were there, and, um, you know, the rest is history, literally. Pretty good moves made by Dan Rooney back in 1960s, huh? Not, yeah, he not knew bad. a little bit about it, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever going to get in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I forgot, he is, okay. <laughs> Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Manuel Chacon from Saltillo, Mexico. For the December 24th game to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, is there any plan for the players to wear the 1970s jerseys on that day? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, the Steelers are going to wear 
Yeah, block numbers, baby. I love Christmas it. Christmas Eve. <laughs> do, do I do I dare get greedy and ask this question? Gray face masks? Uh, I don't know. Oh, um, <laughs> we'll see. I don't like. I don't. Leave, yeah, I, I. You know, to be honest with you, and I haven't looked into this at all. Maybe I should. Uh, I don't know that they make those anymore. The gray face or masks. Yeah. Is yeah, or you know, can you know the entire team be fitted with the kinds of face masks that they wear? Right. You know that quickly again. I don't. I don't know. But uh, for that game against the Raiders, Christmas Eve, the Steelers are going to wear their 1970s throwbacks jerseys, uh, block numbers, and on the front, there's going to be the immaculate reception 50th anniversary patch. Too. So, yeah, it's going to be a a special a special occasion in a lot of ways, and. Um, you know, while the official '70s throwbacks didn't include a logo on the a patch on the front, um, this version will because it's you know the Immaculate Reception right. 50th anniversary. Ralph Rossi from Northern Cambria, Pennsylvania, first time questioner and long time reader. I had heard that the actual time that the football is in play during a game is around 11 to 15 minutes. The rest of the time is huddles, timeouts, advertising, etc. That said, when calculating football players' salaries, does that make them the highest-paid athletes of all professional sports based on playing time? Um, well, I can tell you this, Ralph. Um, I've seen Usain Bolt do his thing. Uh, it takes him about 9.58 seconds to run the 100 meter and 19.19 <laughs> seconds to run the 200 meters, and he makes about $20 million a year, or did when he was you know, a top uh, track athlete, top sprinter in the world. So there's that. Um, he certainly would be in the running for, <laughs> you know, highest paid based on actual competition time. And here's my question. I mean, the baseball players get credit for standing, you know, you mentioned, uh, Ralph mentioned, you know, the rest of the time is huddles and timeouts and stuff. I mean, do baseball players get credit for standing around in the outfield or outside the batter's box fiddling with their batting gloves? I mean, does that count too? Because then, you know, how many how many seconds or minutes is an actual at-bat, say? So, um, yeah, I don't think any of them, though, have to uh, eat SpaghettiOs out of a can uh, <laughs> if they don't want to. You know, any sport that you can keep a, a bag of nuts in your back pocket and eat it during play. It's a pretty, Sunflower it's a pretty seeds, chillax. Right? Yeah, it's a pretty chillax sport, I'd say. <laughs> Mike Clapper from Bedford, Pennsylvania. I have a Steelers Raiders question. Terry Bradshaw's NFL career ended in 1983, and Howie Long's career began in 1981. Do you know if they were ever on the field together playing against each other? Did Long ever sack Bradshaw? I'm glad they seem to be great friends now, and they're on the set together as part of Fox's coverage of the NFL. Okay, the only time uh, Howie Long and Brad Terry Bradshaw had the potential to play uh, the football version of Cat and Mouse was uh, the Ravens. Excuse me, the Ravens. Um, excuse me, the Raiders uh, it's played okay, you got the, the Ravens Steelers. on your mind. It's Ravens Week. It's understandable. Yeah, it was Ravens Week. Sorry, uh, the Raiders and the Steelers played uh, in Oakland Monday night. December 7th, 1981. Okay, now Bradshaw started the game for the Steelers, uh, but he was injured after completing four of nine for 29 yards with one touchdown and no interceptions. 
and he was replaced in that game by Mark Malone. Now, Howie Long did have a sack in that game against the Steelers, but it came after Bradshaw was replaced oh. by Malone. So, so close, but not quite. And the Raiders won that game 30-27, to too, by the way. Maybe we can do something on the Fox pregame show where Terry drops back to pass and Howie gets him or something like that. Just a little recreation, perhaps. Dwayne Highland from Herndon, Virginia. I would like to know if you believe that Marquise Pouncey's body of work will land him in Canton one day alongside the Steelers' other two great centers, Mike Webster and Dermonte Dawson. Um, these were always hard questions. I mean, because the whole thing with the Hall of Fame and is a certain guy going to get in or not, it comes down to two things. You know, and it's really two kinds of uh, uh, facets to the uh, discussion. Does the player deserve uh, to be a Hall of Famer or and or can he get elected? See, those are two, and to me, those are two very different discussions. Right. Because L.C. Green, this is in my opinion now, L.C. Greenwood is a Hall of Fame player, but I do not believe he will ever get elected. So um, I don't know how to answer Dwayne's question. I don't know how to answer your question, Dwayne. So I'm going to just try and provide some comparative highlights from the careers of Webster, Dawson, and, and Pouncey. Okay, start with Webster. Uh, he was first-team All-Pro five times, a member of four Super Bowl championship teams, and even though the Hall of Fame is an individual honor, do not think for a second that championships won is not a factor when those um, when the board of selectors get in a room and, and discuss this stuff. Um Webster was also voted to the Hall of Fame All-1970s team. He was second on that team behind Miami's Jim Langer, who's also Hall of in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was also on the Hall of Fame All-80s team. He was second team on that behind Dwight Stevenson, uh, who's also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Switching over to Damani Dawson, first team All-Pro six times. Um, Dawson was voted... Uh, to the Hall of Fame All-1990s all, 19, all, team, all 1990s team. Uh, he was ahead of Mark Stepnoski. And Pouncey was voted first team All-Pro twice uh, and was voted to the Hall of Fame All-2010s team uh, along with Alex Mack. Um, the other tidbit I can provide is that uh, of the, as of the induction of the class of 2022, there are only 12 pure centers enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay, now that total, that 12, doesn't include guys like Chuck Bednarik, who also played linebacker in his career, or Bruce Matthews, who also played guard and tackle. So there are only 12 pure centers in the Hall of Fame, which kind of shows uh, how difficult that is for guys who play that position to get in, and just for, in case uh, you're interested, Dwayne, here are those 12. Mel Hine, George Trafton, Clyde Turner, Alex Wojciechowicz, Dermani Dawson, Frank Gatsky, Jim Langer, Kevin Mawai, Jim Otto, Jim Ringo, Dwight Stevenson, and Mike Webster. So um, do I think Pouncey will get in? Um, 
uh, I'd have to I'd have to say it's it's a coin toss right now. Back to your point of, you know, do you deserve it slash are you going to get in? Anything that is voted on by a committee of people will have some sort of personal agenda bleed in. Do you believe in the Steelers fatigue where they've just put in so many Steelers, they're going to be like, another Steelers center? Really? We're going to put three in? Yeah, well, there's that, that that's definitely a factor. Um, you know, and I really thought that, and I still believe that that's – one of the things that's hurting Heinz Ward right now, yeah, because you know with the pandemic and all that stuff, there were the, and then the there was the hundredth anniversary, and so there were the, a couple of you know classes kind of put together uh, that one time and one uh, at one time, and five Steelers made it five. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just think that, and that's still very fresh. You know, in those guys in the voters' memory, and I just think that you know, anytime a Steeler comes up, they're like, "No, man, we just put five of them in two years ago." <laughs> so, you know, I'm not saying that's right, uh, or it, you know, it should be, but it's real. And so, um, you know, these are the kinds of things that I try and consider when I get asked these kinds of questions. Well, we're fresh out of questions for today, so thank you to everybody that submitted some to be answered. If you would like to hear your question read on a future edition of Asked and Answered, get your questions in to Labs now, and maybe you will be one of the lucky few that get selected. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opperman. Enjoy Ravens week. Let's get our third straight win, Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. And Labs and I will be back again next week with a new edition of Asked and Answered. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.